Michigan Governor Whitmer blames Trump for the kidnapping plot. Biden won't say if he'll pack the courts and get ready. You could be a sexy hand sanitizer for Halloween. We've got that much more coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she's enjoying her maternity leave. And with me today, two of the most fun people I know, Mr. Eric July, hey. host of For Canon's Sake. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. And Kez Schaefer, the host of Crocs On. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, so this has just been a crazy news cycle this week. And uh, one of the stories that we talked about yesterday, if you missed it, go back and watch. But Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she held a press conference yesterday after it was revealed that federal authorities arrested several men allegedly involved in a plot to kidnap her and overthrow the state government. So she took this opportunity to accuse President Donald Trump of being complicit with hate groups such as the suspects accused of plotting to abduct her. And we have a clip of what she said. Just last week, the president of the United States stood before the American people and refused to condemn white supremacists and hate groups like these two Michigan militia groups. Stand back and stand by, he told them. Stand back and stand by. Hate groups heard the president's words not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry, as a call to action. When our leaders speak, their words matter. They carry weight. When our leaders meet with, encourage, or fraternize with domestic terrorists, they legitimize their actions. So like I said, in case you missed the story yesterday or you didn't hear all the details, they arrested 16 people earlier in the day yesterday who were allegedly involved in conspiring to kidnap Whitmer at her vacation home. They... They'd even inspected the underside of a highway bridge for places to seat an explosive in order to distract the police while carrying out their plan. They allegedly discussed using a taser to use during the abduction. So first, Whitmer responded by expressing her gratitude toward law enforcement for stopping the plot, but then that's when she took aim at Trump. Now, according to the, Sh the Chicago Tribune, there's no indication the criminals that were arrested, or the accused criminals, um, were inspired by Trump. They haven't even said whether the men were angry about Whitmer's coronavirus orders. That's what a lot of people were, were assuming that they were upset about. But I just, why does Trump get the blame for this just right off the bat? Yeah, this was bizarre. First of all, she's just lying through her teeth. Um, so, I mean, just, just, obviously she's reading from a prompter, but to be lying like that, not even just about the whole white supremacy or president failing to condemn them or tell them to stand by. He wasn't specifically talking about them. He was talking more, referring more to the Proud Boys in, in that regards. But nonetheless, like you mentioned, there's no evidence there that points to Trump had anything to do. In fact, the evidence actually points to the contrary. When you consider one of them, you've seen videos uh, going around when, uh, you know, he was 
saying that he hated Trump. He said called Trump a tyrant. And he had also, uh, you know, he had an anarchist flag. And let me set the record straight because I know I got mentions of this, like why I condemn him, because I'm an anarcho-capitalist. And because he seemed to be a uh, uh, the anarchist that was necessarily not a leftist, people looked at our group like, hey, was he one of us? Like, no, nah, I've never heard of this guy. Didn't know anything about that group. But I know that particular that particular guy, I don't think he was like an anarcho-capitalist or anything uh, like that. And the other guys, they certainly didn't seem to be like just advocates of like Trump. You know what I mean? Like Trump supporters. So that's something that they're just completely making up. There's not even any anything that, that indicates other than, okay, well, they maybe didn't like the governor. Uh, that was about it. And they just wanted to over, overthrow her, mm-hmm. I guess. That seems to be all the evidence that all to where the evidence is pointing to. It has nothing to do with, let's say, your typical, let's say, hate group in which they are suggesting that they are white supremacists, which is what she had said. There's no indication of that right now. Again, we have more evidence to the contrary when you see that uh, they hated Trump. So to say they were inspired by Trump, while certainly one in the videos are floating around saying the complete opposite. Well, that doesn't really make any sense. But it just goes to show that these guys have narratives that they are going to cling to, and it doesn't matter if they have to lie to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think she should have, Whitmer should have, I mean, she certainly should have thanked law enforcement, but do you think she should have waited to make any other statements about who she thought was inspiring them or responsible until oh, yeah. all the facts had come out? Oh, yeah, 100%. And when I was reading this story and watching the video you mentioned of the guy talking like, oh, Trump's not your friend and right. we hate Trump, and you're going, I was reading this and going, it totally reminded me of a few years ago with the Christchurch shooting, and they immediately, with that guy, were like, oh, inspired by Candace Owens and Trump right. and da-da. And then his manifesto comes out, and you go, wait, how, wait, I'm so sorry. When, when did you make those connections that this is where it was inspired? And so it's just ridiculous. It's so obvious that it's scripted and planned mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's every attack, 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 attack. And I think this is all coming from when they go, oh, Trump didn't condemn the white supremacists and mm-hmm. stand, stand back and stand by. Well, when I hear stand back and stand by, I hear stand back. Yeah, like don't, I don't do hear, anything. Plant a bomb under the bridge and go <laughs> kidnap this chick. Like, no, yeah. what are you talking about? I agree totally. Well, you know, President Trump, he's not going to be silent when someone says the kinds of things that Governor Whitmer says. So he fired back after she accused him of being complicit with white supremacists and militias like the one that allegedly plotted to kidnap her and attack the government. So we uh, the president, he took to his social media account on Thursday and he said, Governor Whitmer of Michigan has done a terrible job. She locked down her state for everyone except her husband's boating activities. The federal government provided tremendous help to the great people of Michigan. My Justice Department and federal law enforcement announced today that they foiled a dangerous plot against the governor of Michigan. And rather than say thank you. She calls me a white supremacist, while Biden and the Democrats refuse to condemn Antifa, anarchists, looters, and mobs that burn down Democrat-run cities. So he did follow up with, so that there's not any question about what he condemns or doesn't condemn, he says, I do not tolerate any extreme violence. Defending all Americans, even those who oppose and attack me, is what I will always do as your president. He said, Governor Whitmer, open up your state, open up your schools, and open up your churches. Mm-hmm. So she responded by saying hate groups heard his his words, not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry. Yeah, I, I don't I, I still don't understand how she made that connection aside from, again, she had a particular end game already in mind. Her mind seemed to be made up. 
didn't matter. The evidence came out. She didn't need to know any of that. She was going to make that connection. And this is this is the realm of politics and where we're at now, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and that everybody has their own like truth, no matter if it's truth or not. And they have a, a vision in which they see the world. And no matter if it's true, they have to get there. And if they have to lie, if they have to make things up, and unfortunately, if they have to drag your name through the mud in order to get there to present themselves as, let's say, a victim of white supremacy or, or, or hate groups or, or what have you, that's exactly what they're going to do. And what it does is, it, as it has historically, is it cheapens the, the, that concept. Now, of course, I don't believe white supremacists uh, or white supremacy is anywhere near prominent as these fools go around gallivanting around the Internet acting as if if it is, you know, walking around every corner and there's some guy in a white hood ready to attack me or something. Of course, that's not the way that the world world is. But in the existence of those particular aspects, when they say things like this, it's almost it's not almost they are uh, the they're crying wolf. Um, and when we when it does happen again, it cheapens that that particular thing. White supremacy or people that actually are advocates of there's like what four of them that exist in the world, maybe. But they're very, very bad people. And we should leave that concept to, you know, identifying those particular people, not just trying to apply it willy nilly because they want to paint the president as a white supremacist or a supporter uh, of white supremacists, uh, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it just cheapens the whole concept. Well, I want to get your take on this, but we have one more clip of Governor Whitmer that I want you to watch before you do. Absolutely. President Trump is egging them on when the president started making this personal and attacking me and, and a few other governors like Jay Inslee, for instance. We saw a complete change in the political rhetoric that is happening on the ground. Up until then, my legislature was supporting my emergency orders. We were working very well together. When that happened, they wouldn't extend an emergency order. They started taking me to court, started introducing legislation to take the powers of the governor away. Um, They're trying to issue all sorts of measures to to hem me in and keep me from doing what I need to do to protect people. I'm not gonna be bullied into making decisions that are going to cost people's lives. It's just not going to happen. So, but when the president eggs people on, it has an impact. This rhetoric that has come out of this consistently out of this White House has engendered um, a, a hateful environment that has emboldened people's worst tendencies, death threats against me. Um, you know, people have putting likeness of me in a noose, for instance. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of baloney that I've had to deal with. And yet I'm not going to be dissuaded from following the best science and the best minds in medicine. Speaking of baloney, <laughs> what do you think, Kaz? Have you guys ever watched The Bachelor? Yes. And you know how there's like a million girls and then they always go to The Bachelor and they're like, she is like bullying me and bull. And then The Bachelor's like, okay, like I need to go and like talk to these. This is what I feel like I'm watching The Bachelor where all these <laughs> girls are like, there's a noose and I'm being bullied and I will not tolerate that. Like what? Are you a grown woman? And I feel like it's always women just, I will tame my mouth. But they're always saying things. And I just feel it's ridiculous. And I wanted to say before, I feel like this whole thing, like a hundred percent, it was Trump. He you know, did this. I feel like the left are so overreacting and dramatizing things that happen, like Kamala Harris every time, um, um, what's his face? Pence. Pence would say something. She goes, I'm, I am speaking. Can I? <laughs> Very dramatic. Totally over exaggerates his interruption. And I feel like this is the same thing. They're totally over exaggerating it. 
And I think it's because if you want to look at like real destruction and anarchy and all this stuff that's going on, we can look at Antifa mm -hmm. and BLM who are currently burning down the cities and now moving into the suburbs and doing all this sort of stuff. But because this, that is like just so huge to make this little thing like, oh, someone tried to kidnap me so huge. You've got to make it this huge. Trump is telling, you know, rallying up the troops to come make it like this huge big deal when it's really not. And it also has nothing to do with Trump. Yeah. Well, and so you mentioned troops. So that's a really good segue <laughs> to something about Trump that I thought was a really interesting story. President Trump says the remaining U.S. troops in Afghanistan should be home by Christmas, which would mark the end of a nearly 20 year war. Um, it peaked at 100,000 troops under the Obama administration. It's since been reduced to 8,600 troops during the Trump administration. He's saying we should have a small remaining number of our brave men and women serving in Afghanistan home by Christmas. So the withdrawal is the result of a historic agreement between the U.S. and Afghanistan that they struck in February when the U.S. offered to withdraw all troops from the country by May 2021 in exchange for counterterrorism guarantees from the Taliban. Now, what I think is so interesting about this is some of the people, some of the troops that have been deployed to Afghanistan are now seeing their own sons and daughters being deployed there, too. This has been going on that long. There's a couple of fathers and sons that are both stationed over there together now, which is kind of mind blowing when you think about it. That's been going on this long. Um, do you think this decision will help Trump? Well, it should. I mean, if he had did that, that would have been the one thing that, of course, libertarians like myself were were hoping that he had done. He had talked a great game, not even just when he was running. I mean, he had been talking about this, even praising, you know, some of the concepts of like Ron Paul when he had been t telling these fools for, you know, 2008, 2012, uh, that, you know, they needed to get out long, long ago, long ago. So that was certainly one way that he could have seen they got support of the people that were certainly in the middle. Um, because that's a big thing. A lot of people care about that stuff. Like you mentioned, you have fathers and, and, and sons over there at the same time. You I mean, 20 years ago, I was 10. You know, right. <laughs> I was that's how long that this has been, uh, you know, been going down. But of course, it should get him some support, but he has to do it. You know, Obama talked a great game with that whole whole deal as well, acting as if he was going to, you know, end wars and and bring home the troops. And then we found out he was bombing more. He bombed more countries than than Bush did. So hopefully he he sticks to that. And another uh, uh, places abroad, this whole world police thing is is certainly the you know it it, it it's like the. The pain, you know, in, in America, when you consider that, obviously it radicalizes other concepts. I don't want to sit here and go all day long about about these war efforts of, of America, but absolutely they need to get out of there. Yeah. Well, we're hoping and praying that they do, because I know there's a lot of families that would like to have their loved ones back for the holidays. All right. We've got to go to break. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor, Gabby, because when you've had the same car insurance or homeowner's insurance for years, you kind of get trapped into paying your premiums and then not thinking about it. And that makes it really easy to overpay and not even realize it. Stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have, thanks to Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive or Nationwide and Travelers. You just link your current insurance account and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average, and if they can't find you savings like they did for me, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing that you already have the best rate out there. 
and they will never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. Thank goodness. So it's totally free to check your rate and there is no obligation. Take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and your home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash why. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash why. Gabby.com slash why. We'll be back in just a minute. Washington saw some major action this week when a black motorist was caught on video chewing out a large group of Black Lives Matter protesters who were blocking a street on Thursday. So we have a clip of it, and the clip initially shows the motorist. He's the one wearing a red shirt, a dark baseball cap. He's standing next to the driver's side of a blue pickup truck at an intersection that the protesters appear to have blocked. The protesters are yelling at him, and he is yelling right back. Take a listen. About 30... So I know it's kind of hard to understand a lot of what's being said there. It appears that the motorist is telling protesters that they're that they are having a negative impact on the black lives they supposedly care about. And he's shouting, I'm blacker than you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. No, it's um, uh, no, I almost made a comment on it. I'm going to save it. I can't, <laughs> I can't do this on this show. Let me just say that it does seem to be like I know he was talking to, the, to, the, to that girl um, that was yelling at him. More fairer skinned, let's say, <laughs> black black folks that seem to be it's almost like a projection. They may be mixed. Um, as you can see, the the chick that's kind of with the megaphone is and, and the one in front is like because he's a dark. He's like my color. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can't confuse us for, for being black. <laughs> and it seems like these guys that are a lot more fairer skinned black, they're probably mixed. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you just don't know what color they are if you saw them from uh, about 10 feet out. And they seem to be yelling the most, the, the, the hardest. They could right. probably pass for white in the 30s, yelling the most about this. But on a serious note, inconveniencing other people, including black people, is not a way to get support um, for your cause, which is what this is. And I, I just don't think that these groups realize how many people they're pushing away from this cause. You see a lot of polls that have changed. Uh, you know, they were in support of Black Lives Matter and then those percentage points are, tending, uh, are trending down. It's because people are seeing things like that. You're inconveniencing people that are innocent. You are destroying people's businesses, places they work. You're not just taking it to the rich folk. These people don't have jobs anymore. And then, as you can see now, they're going to residential areas. People don't want to be associated with that. So the man is completely correct that, you know, this is I'm black. Obviously, you're inconveniencing me. How are you helping me by getting in the way of vehicles that are trying to, you know, get to the other side of of that road? How are you helping black lives by doing that and just screaming random slogans and and, and what have you. But this is just not a way to get people to support your cause. Mm. Yeah. What do you think we should do when Black Lives Matter is on our streets, though? I mean, what is the appropriate way to respond when they're... Because, I mean, you're right. They they are putting all lives, but also other black lives at risk when they're blocking those intersections. Ambulances are trying to get to hospitals. People are trying to get to work. People are trying to get to their kids. It is a huge inconvenience and sometimes incredibly unsafe what is the right response? I mean, I, you can't reason with these types. I understand he's getting out trying to like, he's like, look, just almost like he wants to shake their shoulders, like mm-hmm. wake up and get it. But 
it's tough because these people didn't get to their positions by way of any reason or logic or what have you. They got there by way of emotion. Yeah. So it's nearly impossible to reason with. And this is why you don't let it manifest itself as it has. You see, all these corporations, all these brands, all these organizations have tried to give leeway to these groups. And that was always a mistake because now you're seeing that, the you know, the insane people have taken over the asylum. And I don't know the actual answer, but you have to push it back where it stands. You can't even be be flimsy with it. Like I just like, no, stop, mm-hmm. stop. Right. Well, he, he definitely let him know what was up, which I, I, I admire him because he yelled back at them so much that they finally told him, just get in your truck and go. <laughs> they were ready to just get him out of there, which I thought was interesting. All right. So I, I also because like we talked about, you know, how do you respond? Do you arm yourself more? And it sounds like a lot of people that is the choice they're making Um Gun owning Americans, they're purchasing additional firearms in response, mainly to the violent Black Lives Matter protests that have taken place in a lot of cities and communities across the country in recent months. Um, A Rasmussen survey published this week found that 22 percent of Americans who already have a gun in their household have added another since the start of the protests and that a large majority of them do feel safer having done that. Uh, 43% of those surveyed told the polling group they or someone in their household owns a gun. Slightly over half, 54% of those adults who live in a gun-owning household said they feel safer with one. Um, 90% of them said they feel safer. I I would agree with that. They also said one of the, the groups that's the fastest growing as far as adding more firearms in their homes are minority groups. So do you think this means people are paying attention and, oh, yeah. and really starting to think, like, I've got to do something to protect myself oh, and my yeah. family. For sure. It's a very, very common conversation in my house with my husband, looking at houses that are really far away from everybody, mm-hmm. looking at how we can get a gun and things like that. And growing up in Australia, I mean, we got our guns taken off us years and years ago. So... It's never, I even remember when I first come to America and someone's like, oh, hey, like I have a gun, do you want to try? Even holding it, I was like, ooh, this is scary. Like, I'm so afraid of guns. And now I'm like, I need, someone needs to teach me how to shoot. Like, I've shot a gun a couple times. I'm really hopeless at it, but I, I feel afraid in my own house. Well, and your husband does a lot of boots on the ground reporting mm-hmm. for us in the middle of a lot of these riots and protests. Does he, has he been encountering more people on the streets that, are carrying guns that are investing in that. Yeah, Yeah. there was a video, I think it was in Kenosha when all that, when Kenosha was hitting off. And there's actually a video that went viral where a young man was mucking about and put a gun in his face and was like, oh, bro, but it it fired, but it was like a blank shot or whatever. And I'm going, like, I can't, like, there are people out there with guns and knives and bricks. I mean, you don't really even need a gun to cause as much damage as these people are doing, but... um, even when we look at like Kyle Rittenhouse, it's like, thank goodness this guy had a gun because there was like a big old mob out to kill him. Yeah, one had a gun on yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how what the rules are about traveling around the states with a gun. I'm not so familiar with it, but we certainly talk about it all the time about getting a gun and how he can have security or safety because it is a big concern. It is, well, it says this year has been a record breaking year for gun sales. And despite continued calls for gun control and warnings about the danger of firearms from Democratic politicians, the numbers, they prove that Americans, I mean, masses of Americans now want to have firearms to protect themselves. Like when you see the world around you going in flames and it seems to come closer to home. And I was calling this when the, you know, post George Floyd and all of this sort of broke out like this stuff is going to get closer to home. 
gets to the suburbs. And we saw this happening over the past couple of days where people were having stuff thrown at the rock stone at their house and stuff like that. I always say, you know, you, you want to be you want to have it rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Absolutely. You know, and of course, in my household, we don't have that issue. We got we got several laying around probably in every room. <laughs> so I don't so I don't get caught caught slipping. And of course, everywhere that I go, I, I make sure I keep it on me. So but it's it's a reality that a lot of people are, it's setting in for even people that are traditionally, let's say, more leftist and they're buying guns. Definitely in California, seeing why why people like me say all all mm-hmm. gun laws on infringements for that exact reason because they're saying oh wait a minute this is getting closer to home i have to wait 10 days before i can get this gun in certain areas obviously they're not in places like texas but they have to worry about that and it's not just folks that are on the other side it's folks that are on the left as well that are seeing this and they're wanting to get equipped i've had Mm -hmm. so many people like you know me being in the middle core uh industry you know i'm surrounded by a bunch of leftists middle core and hardcore uh, music industry and people that have been reaching out to me Saying, man, I, I, you know, I see you, your band, you know, we're I, the few advocates of gun gun rights that are in this scene. And people have been asking me, reaching out, like, what do I need to do in order to go go about, uh, you know, being able to shoot or, or, or what have you and going to get some practice. This is a reality that's setting in for a lot of people. And I'm glad that people are understanding the importance of it. I agree. Every, people say, I don't need an umbrella. Until it rains, all of a sudden. (laughs) All right, we're going to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Joe Biden because he did finally disclose his opinion on packing the court, sort of. We'll talk about that when we come back. Yeah, I personally don't shoot. I have taken a Jews held a massive protest in Brooklyn on Wednesday night, rallying against COVID-19 restrictions enacted by New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, while also showing strong support for President Donald Trump by holding a rally. And I want you to take a listen to this. So they are celebrating. I mean, it was a, a very festive event, uh, but it was because on Sunday, Mayor Bill de Blasio proposed new shutdowns of all non-essential businesses and schools in nine zip codes in an effort to tackle the rising number of coronavirus cases. It, the order introduces new restrictions in the areas with the highest concentration of COVID cases and a lot of those um, included, these major restrictions included houses of worship, They can be at 25% capacity, a 10 people maximum. Mass gatherings are prohibited. Businesses, only the essentials open. Dinings takeout only. Schools are closed. Remote studying only. So these restrictions go into effect for a minimum of 14 days. But areas that have large populations of Orthodox Jews were declared these red zones by Cuomo, shutting down their businesses, their schools, and then putting very heavy restrictions on their places of worship. So they went to go protest these measures. So the police attempted to forcefully break up the large group of people that were celebrating. Um, The demonstrators who were mostly maskless and not practicing social distancing, they burned a a huge pile of face masks on Tuesday. Um, And we also have a, a clip of one of them. Let's play that. Andrew Cuomo targeted the Jewish community with the new uh, restrictions. And what is the message the Jewish community wants to send tonight? The message is very simple. We have seen uh, packed airplanes. We have seen uh, 
of looting, rioters, protests, and the mayor and the governor said, we have to give them sympathy, we have to allow it. And all of a sudden, the hypocrisy to the Jewish community, closing uh, religious uh, uh, sites like uh, synagogues and house of God, is uh, disrespectful and unacceptable. There's no way that on an airplane there can be 350 people crowded and there can be looting and rioting and protesting without masks. And the mayor and the governor says, we have to give them sympathy. All of a sudden, there's zero sympathy for the Jewish community. Now we, can, we have to close uh, houses of God and worship and churches. It does not make sense to anybody. So a lot of the people that were wearing face masks were wearing Trump, Pence face masks in support of them. So like he said, you know, they're arguing their community is being unfairly punished. Because Cuomo and de Blasio, they were supportive of the Black Lives Matter protests and thousands of people getting together then. And that was totally fine. But, you know, if they're wanting to celebrate a holiday or um, if the Orthodox Jewish community wants to get together and worship, they're saying, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Do you think things like this are helping Trump oh, get reelected? Hands down. Hands down. You look at certain community of folks, they are seeing how unfair this is. When their livelihoods have to be either put on pause or completely derailed and then other organizations, other groups get to do it, the complete opposite of what they are lecturing you. And I'm glad people are finally connecting the dots like I had been doing back in March, trying to understand why it was OK to get together here, but not OK to get together here. There's no rhyme or reason. This isn't about science or anything like that. And then when you consider the fact that they will you know, be way more lenient to these groups that support particular causes. Of course, you realize how bogus this is. And then you're like, OK, at least the president, it seems to be against a lot of these lockdowns. So they're going to go and support these people are so oblivious that they don't realize that they are pushing support over to him. And this is why all Trump has to do is keep hammering that home. He doesn't have to even go out of his way to take those shots. All he has to be is basically not them. Because they are ruining people's lives. How do you lock people down, halfway open it up, and then lock them down again because you saw some rising cases, which is going to be an inevitable thing that's going to happen? So I'm glad that there's organizations. I'm glad that there's groups. And, and I hated this because I did see um, uh, Cuomo giving some conference about this. And then he tries to pull the, the whole Jewish card because he knows obviously it's impacting them. And then he tries to refer to like scripture or, or what have you. I, I despise it when people do it because they do that. You get atheists do this with uh, Christians all the time when they want to uh, sort of appeal to like the gospel when it is convenient to them, well, Jesus would do this or, or this and that, even though they'd hate him and, and say that he didn't exist and all kinds of things, any other attempt. And it was very disgusting that he would try to appeal to that when it came to, uh, uh, you know, because he knows, obviously, that it's going to impact them. But I'm glad to see the organizations are fighting back against them. Oh, that's so true. I relate to so much what you said just now. I've had those exact conversations where an atheist is like, yeah, but what would Jesus do? He would yeah. wear a mask. I'm like, you don't even believe in <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Exactly. Why are you telling me about something? You don't even like, whatever. But I, I really think that, I think that the, these governors and things like that think the people are stupid and they're making it making their lives suck. They're putting all these things and being like, look, Trump, Trump, Trump's doing this because then even, um, Kamala Harris and the things going, oh, all well, these people have lost their livelihoods and does this whole sad sob story where you go, 
Yes, they have lost their livelihoods because of your governors, right. not ours, mm -hmm. not Trump's things. Trump's out there and he takes his mask off to greet everyone and they hemorrhage yeah. and lose their mind. Right. It's like you don't, but people I think are actually certainly waking up and, and cottoning on to going, hmm. I'm looking at Trump, he's not wearing a mask, he's sort of doing this, he battled coronavirus for like 48 <laughs> hours. Is he really the one putting all these restrictions in? They, they're trying to make people hate Trump, but it, I really think it is people are like, mm, something's not right, and you can, you can smell it. Well, and I think something other people are questioning too is why, why won't Biden or Kamala Harris answer the question on whether they will pack the court, right? Well, he was asked again this week to explain whether he's in favor of packing the U.S. Supreme Court with additional justices if he wins the presidency. And he finally gave somewhat of an answer. So let's take a listen. Look, some of you have covered international politics before. The rest of the world's looking at us. It's an embarrassment. It's a pure embarrassment. Got to stop. They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know it's a great question, y'all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than, other than focusing on what's happening now, the election has begun. There's never been a court appointment once an election has begun. So people keep asking Biden and asking Kamala, will you pack the court? Are you in favor of this? And they keep saying, let's not get distracted. Let's focus on right now. Let's focus on what's happening at this moment. But they just will not give a direct answer. So do you think by them not saying it all, that's definitely well, we're going to pack the court? Of course, because he, he basically admits it because he's saying it, it would be the Headline. The only right way it would be a headline like that is if you were going to do it. Mm -hmm. If you said you no, then there's nothing else to discuss because you're basically going off of the default, what already is. But if you say you are going to pack the court, of course there's going to be headlines everywhere. So he, to me, it admitted that that's the case. Of course he'll dance around it, he'll run around it because I don't think that maybe will help his case. But look, when it comes to the Supreme Court, um, really anything, these guys don't want to play by any sort of rules. Um, if they lose, they are going to try to find other ways that they can obtain that particular power. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not even anything unique to the Supreme Court. It's just that's how they operate. It's like, well, we lost. Therefore, we got to find ways to chip at the other aspects of uh, of whatever it is that we're talking about. It could be the main election. They want to get get rid of the Electoral College and all of these sorts of ideas because they come out, they lose. Now, if it was a benefit in them, of course, that wouldn't be the case. But that's how they operate with generally anything they would do that because they feel like well if he if he appoints um you know uh if he appoints a new supreme court justice and we have less power then we got to figure out a way to get that back <laughs> in, right. some, in some way shape or form that's just how they operate with everything it's not just this so why do you think they're afraid to say it i mean don't you think a lot of people would have respect if he would just come out and say yes we do plan to pack the yeah. court oh 100 percent I think, well, first of all, I think everyone sort of knows that it's actually a race between Kamala and Trump and not Joe, because we can see what's sort of happening behind the scenes there. But anyone who votes for Trump will know exactly what they're voting for. They know the, the nominee, the justice that they're going to get. They know his policies. They've seen him in action doing all. They know exactly what they're getting with Trump. With Biden, 
how many years? 47 years he's been here, and we still have, we don't, we don't know a single thing of his plans. That, like, we're going to vote on the unknown of this old man who can't speak, who's standing a million miles away from the woman he's running with when I'm sure they traveled in the exact same plane. It just, like, blows <laughs> my mind. And he's saying, I'm not going to tell you because it's going to be the frontline news. Yes, that's a really important thing that a lot of people want to know. They want to know who are the judges going to be over their country. And if I elect you, who am I also electing as a judge? That's what people want to know. Absolutely. So, of course, it's going to be headline news because it is headline news. People want to know this is going to be one of the things that people will decide whether they're going to vote on you or not. So don't give people, oh, you'll find out. Maybe you right. vote for me. It's like mm. that's insane. Well, yeah, we want a straight answer, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> no more games, and not after the election. We want it now. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got to go to break. We'll be back in just a minute. Yeah, it's funny how many different ways they've tried to dance around answering the question, and it's like at some point, I mean, even Jake Tapper was like, okay. A lot of us use Yelp. It's a website and an app that rates businesses so you can find out who has the best customer service, things like that. Well, now Yelp will place a new business accused of racist behavior alert on their page to inform users, along with a link to a news article where they can learn more about the incident if a business has been accused. So essentially, if there's some sort of public attention that a business has gotten for accused racist behavior, and they can be accused by anyone who was a consumer of that business, Yelp will, will flag it so that when you read about that business, it shows that it's been accused. They will open up an investigation and then allow the business to respond before they take the alert down. So they are saying that it's they understand the desire to warn others about racist behavior associated with the business. So all the reviews on Yelp, they must reflect an actual firsthand consumer experience. So they said between May 26th and September 30th, they've placed more than 450 alerts on business pages that were either accused of or the target of racist behavior related to the Black Lives Matter movement. Gosh, is this a smart idea or is this just a way to target businesses and potentially take them down? Oh, it's 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 a stupid idea. Uh, make no mistake, because definitely the concept or the term racism doesn't even mean anything these days. And people are trying to just throw it out for ribs. I don't like the idea of accusing someone, allowing someone to be accused of and then flagging them. Um, and then having, oh, well, they got to fight it after the fact in order for us to take down this notice. That seems very irresponsible. Uh, if anything, you think that the approach would be, well, let's verify the claims first and foremost. Um, and let's it has to be stone cold proof before that is something that is going to be put on there. But this is going to be abused def definitely by certain people who want to take down businesses um, or want to take down certain people. Um, they find out the owner, the manager or someone has a particular political slant. And that's that that's what ends up happening. So I think this is going to certainly backfire. Um, and I hope more so people just don't take it seriously as opposed to, you know, taking it seriously. Just mm -hmm. say, look, oh, they got a notice on there, whatever. Mm -hmm. As if small businesses haven't already suffered enough at the hands of Black Lives Matter, burning them to the ground and making them bored. And then we've got coronavirus and all this sort of stuff. So we've we've already got small businesses suffering 
and now you want to do this where we know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like 100 million Jesse Smollett's out there. Mm. They hit me with a sandwich and then they said, this is MAGA country. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not going to serve you. You live, you snowflake. Or, like, we know exactly what's going to happen. And I mean, we're, we're still, are we still going through trial with Jesse? And this, it's so ridiculous. Right. So, everyone knows what's going to happen. Well, it's ridiculous. It's sad because so many businesses now, I mean, that's the only way that you get new customers yeah. for a lot of them is through these online reviews. Yeah. So that's mm. all right. On a lighter note, if you haven't decided what you want to be for Halloween this year, I've got a suggestion. Uh, Yandy, they make Halloween costumes every year that usually make the news because they're kind of salacious or uh, funny. Anyway, this is probably going to be the 2020 Halloween costume mascot. It is the hand, sexy hand sanitizer. So for only $69.95, this revealing outfit with a high-hip le uh, leotard printed with fake hand sanitizer logo and a clear apron-style tutu can be yours. And uh, they even give you like a clever pickup line. Did you disinfect from head to toe? Because you're glowing with that germ-free vibe. Hmm. Ouch. Very cringy. I mean, Very we're all capitalists here, but... <laughs> Thoughts on the costume? <laughs> Looks like a Dove commercial or something, like a soap commercial with that girl. Um, I would just say, in general, the best Halloween costumes are like the ones that you made from home and like clever. Mm -hmm. But also, I think there was this girl who, uh, this Asian girl band, and one of the girls was wearing a nurse costume just recently, and she's like being like slammed online for like stop sexualizing nurses. So. I, what I have to say is stop sexualizing hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah, man, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say about this. Because, yeah, like that's, that's kind of bizarre. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if someone buys it, I mean, making money. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it's a demand for uh, sexy hand sanitizer. Well, they also had like a, a sexy ballot box costume. And also, if you are trying to keep it in very good taste and family friendly, they also came out with the new Mike Pence wig with the fly oh, on oh it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, saw that. I, I was amazed at how quickly they got that online. Because, wow. I mean, it was by 8 a.m. the next morning, it was already for sale. And that was like $49.95. So oh if God. you've just got money to blow on ridiculous <laughs> Halloween costumes, then. I want to be your friend because I need some extra cash if you're yeah. going to spend 70 bucks on a hand sanitizer costume. I don't know. What I thought was interesting, too, on the website, it says the cheeky look is perfect for Instagram. The only safe place to celebrate Halloween this year as oh, coronavirus cases continue to rise. The CDC listed many favorite traditions such as indoor parties, hay rides, haunted houses or trick or treating. Those are too high risk, apparently. Oh. What's the, the protesting's the, not. what's the point of the costume? Yeah. I guess you just take Bear a picture of yourself at home and put it on Instagram as what That's, they're suggesting you, so you do. You, you pay 70 bucks to take a picture <laughs> of sexy sanitizer and no, nobody... Oh, my God. Whatever, man. Whatever works, man. That's a stupid investment, though, I think, if you if you purchase that. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, it was stupid before. I mean, sex and advertising, whatever. But, yeah, th this is, no. Now that you've thought it through, the answer now, is now, just now, no. Like, wait a minute. Why would you, why would you, if you're not going anywhere, what's the point? I agree. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just make one at home, everybody. All right. We got to go to break. We'll have our question of the day when we come back. Yeah, seventy dollars. I mean, there's such little material. There's no way that's seventy dollars worth of product.
we've got our results from our question yesterday, which was who won the VP debate? 96% of you said Mike Pence. I agree with 96% of you. I thought he did an awesome job. Our question for today, do you have faith that Attorney General Bill Barr will prosecute the people involved in the Russiagate hoax? Yes or no? Man, faith in government and me is like, I'm going to answer no 100% of the time. No. No. <laughs> absolutely Never not. happen. No. Guess what do you yeah, think? I would, I will see, I will believe it when I see it. So yeah. I, I hope we'll see, but also... Yeah. Yeah. We may be we may be waiting for a long time before oh, we yeah. actually get any results, if ever. But hey, it, it is 2020. The odds of it happening at this point, who who knows? Crazier things have happened. So. All right. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Make your Halloween costume this weekend. Save yourself 70 bucks. Make something at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> but still go out and spend. Put money into the economy. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> trying to think what I went as the house. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.